to Chad and Derek Talk Politics, mostly. The podcast where we cover politics at all levels and throw in talks about culture and events in our area. Well, it's episode four, and I don't think we promised anybody what we'd talk about, but we're going to have to talk about politics for sure. And We haven't even promised ourselves what we're going to talk about. That's right, and pretty much everything I think anymore is can be political, so we can talk about whatever we want, and we'll be sticking with the theme of the show. One of the things, I, and I don't know why I've never heard about this, I'm just going to kick it off with... Uh, some vaccine-related information. Um, I have never heard of, but it's been around for years, the Vaccine Injury Compensation Program. And the U.S. has a program that they put together, and it protects the uh, pharmaceutical firms from liability. But when they put it together, they also recognized, you know, that people who are injured by vaccines probably need to have some sort of uh, compensation if they get injured by them. And so they put together the Vaccine Injury Compensation Program, and it's been around since 1986. And they've paid out over $4.5 billion in compensation, which... To me, when you hear, and, and so that's not just a COVID thing. When you hear, you know, vaccines are safe, vaccines are safe, vaccines are safe. Why have we paid out $4.5 billion in compensation to people? And the compensation, you only get it if it's serious injury, which is like a debil- debilitating lifelong uh, injury or death. So wow, I'm like, that's not anything you ever, I don't ever hear about that. And I'm still not like an anti-vaxxer, but I just thought, I thought that was interesting when I stumbled across it, that for something so safe, we have paid out four and a half billion. And I think the fund right now has something like two and a half billion sitting in it because every vaccine that is given in this country, uh, 75 cents goes to that fund. So I guess with all these, uh, COVID vaccines being given out, that fund's probably fixing to grow quite a bit. But I found I found that interesting that safe vaccines cost us that much money. You know why it was created? Do I know why it was created? I well, was just reading that. It says that uh, it was established as part of the National Childhood Vaccine Injury Act of 19... Apparently there's a whole act from 1986. Yeah, that's interesting. After a rash of lawsuits against vaccine manufacturers, healthcare providers threatened to cause shortages and reduce vaccination rates. Yeah, so isn't that isn't that weird? It was getting so bad for them that they were it was they were it was getting too costly for them to cover the litigation, but they're you're, they won't they won't tell you that. They'll tell you they're absolutely safe. The no-fault alternative to the traditional tort system mm-hmm. for resolving injury cases. Yeah, it's. I was reading about it, and and I can't get their data to load, but they have a their website. What is it? It's under HRSA, Health Resources and Services Administration. They have a, yeah. 
they have. Uh, I'm reading it off CDC.gov right now. They have a PDF report that goes over all their payouts, not like individual, but you know, all the data overall. Another uh, vaccine front. This headline from the Washington Post. It just. Uh, well, it's it goes along the lines of one of the things that's irritating me. I, I don't know how many posts. Have you seen the posts that say uh, CDC says if you're vaccinated, you can travel? Yeah. Or, uh, you, or know, you now, can go have a picnic on the 4th of July. Yeah. It, or if you're fully vaccinated, you can have people over at your house this Easter. And I'm just. <laughs> but you can only have certain people. I watch that and read those headlines, and I'm like, I, I think we kind of covered this last week too, but it just, it just blows my mind how the mindset of people is is so ready to accept that the government gives us our rights. Every time I see one of those, I have to respond to it with, "No, thank you. I'm already going to do what I want to do." Maybe we could read the Constitution. That. You know, that might be worthy of an episode in and of itself just to get the Constitution out and just read it. Yeah. And people can listen to people can listen to you read the Constitution on their way to on their commute. I like it. I'm gonna start practicing. There you go. And you can record it in multiple takes, so That's right. You just have to that's so you just have to record a little bit here and a little bit there. I wonder if I could uh time it to like um Twelve days of Christmas. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. Or some, that's a good idea. Just don't do it too any, uh, you know, Doctor Seuss stuff or. Uh, uh, Major League Baseball, they are moving the All Star Game from Georgia, or Atlanta, Georgia. They don't know where. It's kind of curious about. Uh, I was reading some complaints from people that already had tickets for it hmm. and i'm i'm not a big baseball fan anyway i've seen a few rangers games but yeah apparently they think that the law that requires you to show your driver's license to vote is suppressing the vote and <laughs> and i and i saw some 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 debate on that where they were debating Somebody was saying that was a bad idea because people won't be able to figure out the right number. And they showed a sample license. <laughs> and of course, on the license, it says driver's license number and then the number. Then at the bottom, it has like a some sort of code for the, I'm sure for the highway department or something. I, I saw a video not too long ago and this guy was in... I think it was maybe Detroit and he was specifically not interviewing any quote unquote white people, but everybody else he interviewed, they got all offended when, cause he was like, do you have an ID with you? I don't need to see it or anything. I'm just curious. And they would say, yeah, well, you know, how would you feel if the government was saying that, uh, you know, the black community didn't have IDs and, and didn't know how to operate computers. And these people were getting mad. And I just thought, man, how do people not, I guess I'd continue, although I should expect it now, I continue to be dumbfounded by how, uh, maybe ignorant people seem to be. 
It might be the best. That's probably the kindest way to say it. That's for sure. <laughs> but yeah, they're moving it because they think that uh, they're suppressing the vote, and you know everybody's cheering them on. And I thought, I bet nobody in decision-making positions with Major League Baseball, they probably didn't even read the statute. Did you uh, did you see what happened to Delta because of that though? That was kind of funny. Yes, and yeah, and I guess uh, we're gonna have to have a like a a traditional uh, American economy, and then we'll have to have this communist uh, hyper PC economy or something. If you want to fly on our our airlines, you have to you know believe these things, and if you want to fly on. If you don't well, believe those. Well, no, though, but, but Delta, after saying they didn't like that, the Republicans in Georgia voted to to get rid of all their subsidies. Yeah, so it's going to be awesome. to the tune of like tens of millions of dollars yeah. a year. <laughs> That's so, great. That Yeah, and you know, I, speaking of the Major League Baseball thing, they were talking about uh, how it's going to be a hit for the economy there. I I would imagine that it's probably not going to be free for MLB to find another venue for it. No, they pay millions of dollars for that venue for that use. Hopefully, people will stop funding. Uh, you know, I haven't watched, I probably haven't watched any professional sports now in, it's probably been over a decade just because they've started getting so political and. I'm just like, I don't even want to give them my time on the TV or <laughs> I have seen a few, uh, you know, hardest hits in the NFL videos on YouTube. But other than that, speaking of statutes, um, did you see the Senate bill that Texas passed that's going to the House, Senate Bill 8? <clears throat> it's called the Heartbeat Bill. And, oh, holy moly, that is, uh, it's pretty restrictive on abortion, which I'm good with, but I can't wait to be entertained by the outrage that uh, people are going to express. <laughs> Apparently it's going over to the house now. And so do you think we're, we're at a point, here's my, my question on all this stuff. Do you think we're at a point? And I've heard people say it before, and probably a year ago, I would have thought, man, no way. You think we're really at a point where we could could see a civil war at some point? Yes. Um, and I think most of it, uh, for people my age, I think it'll be like a cold civil war. I don't, I don't know that, because unlike the first civil war we had, you had... You know, this group of people that geographically were all located up north and then the other group that was located south, well, in in the turbulence that we're experiencing now, you've got people, you know, throughout a city, you might have a third of them that really just don't care and want to be left alone, a third of them that are like, we've gone too far, we need to take our country back, and a third of them that are AOC supporters. And, and want to continuously change everything. And so you can't... Uh, but you're going to have a majority even of that group. And so I would say in the South, you have a majority conservative, uh, typically but, Republican. Well, um, in the 
until you get into the big metro like Houston areas. or Dallas and you know, or Austin or somewhere like that. DFW, I guarantee you, Oklahoma City is probably the same way. Um, yeah. Probably Little Rock. I mean, probably when you get to the when you get to the big areas, yeah, they're going to all lean. Typically, they're going to all lean towards the, you know, the fascist uh, communist party Democrats. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> But I, yeah, I think it's I think it's possible. I think before it becomes an all-out shooting war, I think something else. I think something will. I don't know that we'll get that far. Mm-hmm. But I certainly see. You know, there's a lot of there are people on pretty much on both sides too. They're kind of dehumanizing each other, and that's. That never leads to good outcomes. No. And yeah, you know, like this Senate bill I was talking about, 10 weeks uh, after that, no abortion. And they went in, I was, I think I may have sent you an article about it from the Texas Tribune or something. Uh, or just give me one article. And, and in that article, it talks about how it was weird to me. It talked about how this bill creates the ability for anybody in the state to litigate against a doctor that performs abortions. And when you, I'm like, you morons, if you read the bill, it's the parents of a minor daughter can litigate against it or the father of the child that was aborted can litigate, uh, take civil action against the doctor. And I'm like, these people are, they're just, it was just a, a, blatant lie or else they didn't read the bill and they're stupid. I don't, but it's, I mean, it's right there in black and white, but they're, uh, I'm sure they're going to be highly upset. I'm going to watch this because the other thing I noticed in that bill, a very sizable portion of it was dedicated to severability so that, you know, if any court in any circumstance rules on any, part of this being unconstitutional, only the smallest fraction of what they're ruling on is uh, going to be affected and everything else will still stand. And it's going to be an interesting to, one to watch. I, I, I hope that the House passes it for two reasons. One, I agree with it. And two, I think academically it'll be interesting to watch what happens in the courts with it because yeah. it seems like they, they put a lot of thought into it. Mm-hmm. It will. Uh, I wouldn't doubt that it ends up in the Supreme Court. Oh yeah. Yeah. So if there's a if there's a it it bans uh, pretty much like the the pill, the abortion pill. Uh, you can't have it bans abortions based on race, ethnicity, sex, probability, or confirmed diagnosis of Down syndrome or some other disability. I mean it's. It's, what was it? Let me see. I think it was 30 pages. 30 pages, almost 6,000 words. So fairly short for a bill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I was happy to see it. Uh, yeah, that's good. I think last week we talked a little bit about Patsy's house too. And I noticed they had something this week. They had the, um, oh, what was it called? Something Jane. Something Jane. 
I saw, I, I don't recall exactly what the name of it was. I sure saw a whole lot of activity yeah. on them uh, on social media. Was it Saving Jane? Save Jane, maybe. Yeah, Let's something see. like that. Their website might have something about it. I am Jane. Save Jane. There you Wichita go. Falls and surrounding counties will join Patsy's house in taking a stand against child abuse. They did that on April 1st, standing for six hours straight. I think I saw the Wichita County District Attorney in a photo about that. I, he was standing mm -hmm. with some people. I don't know if I don't know if he stood out there for six hours or not, but I did see <laughs> I did see John Gillespie uh, yep. associated with that in one of the one of the posts that I saw on social media. And again, I think they're doing that pin while we're talking about them again. I think they're doing that pinwheel uh, fundraiser the entire month or until the pinwheels are gone, I believe. And man, that's a that's a good cause because again, that that stuff, child abuse around here happens probably a lot more than most people most people realize. Yeah, and it it's usually a family member is what I learned from some of the training we've done. Yeah. So. Yeah, and a lot of it's, uh, man, a lot of it's just really, really bad stuff. And, you you know, most, pe most people, maybe that's something that's not political yet. I think most people yeah. on, on both sides of politics would be like, why are you doing that to a child? Nope. That's that's my opinion anyway. Let's see what else happened. So Operation Lone Star is going on. Greg Abbott was posting pictures earlier today, flying over the border, checking it out. Oh yeah. Wonder what kind of success they're having. Said they were doing pretty good. Um. And he said three three hundred and thirty eight thousand Texans got shots. So the vaccine drive continues, you know, continues. I was looking at what was it? What's that website? I think it's called ourworldindata.org. And I was looking at the vaccination rates in, in different countries. It had the U S listed as five right now. And Israel is way up there. And I found it interesting that the vaccination rates uh, for the four countries that were above us, mm -hmm. two of them, they're the UK and Israel. Their cases are on the decline. Israel's look like it, it's almost got it wiped out. But then the other two above us, which are Chile and Bahrain, they they're having a a pretty steep incline in cases right now. And yep. I thought, because when I initially saw Israel, I was like, wow, that vaccine's. Uh, really working well and doing a good job. And then I got to those other two and I thought, or maybe not. That's, I wonder what UK and Israel are doing that Chile and Bahrain aren't. On it, is it based, were you looking at percentages or the amount of? It was the percentage of the population. Oh, okay. Israel's at like six, a little over 60% of their population is yeah. vaccinated. That's, yep. That's huge. And I guess you're getting into, uh, herd immunity at that you're point. getting into the area yeah where if if we're gonna have herd immunity from this thing and all that that you're in the herd immunity range right there so yeah i thought that was good i saw that we had locally in wichita county we had five new cases 
Was it five new cases? Somebody told me it was five deaths, and I thought, that's wild. Uh, Well, I'm not... Maybe they read it wrong, and it's... it's I mean, it could have been five deaths also, I suppose, but I'm pretty sure it said five new cases, and... uh, that sounds that sounds a lot better. I like your news. Let's go with that. <laughs> I want to say it's five new cases and nineteen recoveries, if I remember right. Five that sounds a whole cases, lot nineteen better recoveries, one death, five so cases, one death. So we now currently have fifty-two active cases in Wichita County. Amazing. So. That's, what, I wonder what our percentage population wise is for Wichita County. That's uh, vaccinated. That's vaccinated. Well, I wonder if I they. Know if, I don't know if they even give that. Let's see here. We have nineteen thousand four hundred forty-six that are fully vaccinated, and I'm guessing this number probably includes them because it's labeled people vaccinated with at least one dose. So that would include your. 29,520. So right at 30,000. Hmm. Now, if you, uh, there's some overlap, but you've also got that we've had almost 15,000 case confirmed cases. So you may be looking at, I don't know. But a lot of those did the, they had the confirmed case and they've had the vaccine. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. There's some overlap there, but yeah, you know, even if it's just half, you're looking at close. If half of the people that had a confirmed case took the vaccine, then you're mm-hmm. closing in. You're getting close to forty thousand people that should have some sort of immunity. Yep. But so I think we got a ways to go though, because there are a lot more people in the county than that. Well, yeah, 100 135,000 people in Wichita County. And, and I want to say our, uh, now this has been probably five or six years since I looked, but the statistical area mm-hmm. that includes, you know, obviously Clay County and Archer County and all those, I want to say that was, it was still under 200,000, but it, it was, it adds a significant number of people. Yeah. Did you happen to see? Oh, I clicked on the wrong. The next uh, recovery plan proposal. The next. So you're talking about the the what is it? Two three trillion dollar one. Three trillion dollars for infrastructure over the next uh, over the next ten years. Mm-hmm. And I don't. You're also don't, increasing taxes, which is a lot of the taxes, especially the corporate taxes, are going to cause corporations to stop spending. Well, I, think, I mean, even even democratically led organizations that look at economics and and the budget and all that have said, yeah, that's not a good idea. Well, and AOC called for it to be ten trillion dollars. And yeah, she's just lost it. Well, I think a lot of that party has. Also, in refer- I was curious when I saw okay, three trillion dollars over over ten years. Let me see. Let me break that down into daily spending. 
because you know you start getting in big numbers like that and people don't mm-hmm. really it's hard to wrap your mind around them that's 822 million dollars a day <laughs> to get to yeah. 3 trillion 822 million dollars a day for 10 years yeah and if people don't think that's going to not gonna, if people think that's not going to wreck the economy good grief but yeah, she's like, no, let's make it, let's make it ten trillion. So I'm guessing that would be three times. That'd be like two point something billion dollars a day. To just spend. make it a hundred million. Yeah, I'm, I mean, at that point, just make it whatever. Yeah, uh, print unlimited money and just give it to everybody, and we can right. do like Venezuela. Also, uh, the DC today. This is uh, Friday second washington dc in the capital did you see that story which one I, I saw or i've heard and i only saw snippets of it of some guy shooting at the capitol or no he ran through a, he ran his tried car. to run through a barricade or something yeah he ran his car ran his car into a barricade and then uh apparently got out with a knife which is never really a good idea <laughs> uh but i guess somebody was I don't know the story, but I would assume this officer, because uh, I think one officer died, and it, a couple of the stories I read said he had been stabbed mm. badly. And uh, I'm guessing maybe he was running up to the car because I don't really know any officers that if a guy tries to crash through a security barricade and then gets out with a large knife, that are going to approach him with anything other than lead. And yeah, <clears throat> it will I, be interesting to see how that. Uh... What that? How that? How that happened? And several several news sources were reporting that I saw that and saw this, and I it was kind of frustrating. Several news sources reported that Nancy Pelosi, after that, ordered the flags to be flown at half staff, and I'm like, she. That's not Nancy Pelosi's call. What? Yeah. What's the rule the, on flags at half staff? The president or the governor of a state can call them to be flown at half staff. There are there are certain uh, situations where they're required, but that's all set out in uh, U.S. Code 4, Title 7 or something like that, and it's the hmm. flag statute. And there are some... Now, if the Speaker of the House dies, it goes to half staff by statute, but... Well, what about any person? Can anybody fly the flag at half staff because they want to for some reason? I think I think that... Well, obviously, I think if you if you have a flag in your front yard and you were sad about something, you could do that. But the only people that can order them are the governor of a state or the president of the United States of America. And I felt a little better when I heard that Joe, uh, I guess, I don't know if it was at the same time or because she called him and told him to or what, but he actually did order it too. So maybe she didn't and he just thought he had talked to her. And so then he said, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or she may have said, don't you remember when you said to fly him at half staff? That's right. He went, oh, yeah, yeah. He went, yeah, blur, snicks to Fritz. <laughs> yeah, I, was, I, was, I saw that, and I'm like, man, you people are just acting completely without regard to the law. And, <laughs> and that comes... That comes on the new on on the heels of some other interesting news in uh, New York. 
New York City. Uh, they gotten rid of the, the governor yet? They're working on, not yet, but uh, but the governor has. <clears throat> excuse me. He does. He does want to reform this. Reform the police, and uh, there's a panel for. Let me see. Ithaca and Tompkins County. It's called Reimagining Public Safety Collaborative, mm-hmm. and they were formed after Como ordered municipalities to submit police reform plans to the state by April 1st, following George Floyd's death. Now, this is all coming from uh, the New York Post. Mm-hmm. This, this panel has a guy named Richard Rivera on it, and he's done time because in January of 1981... He and some of his buddies were doing a robbery, and there was an off-duty cop in this place that they were robbing, and the off-duty officer went for his weapon. Well, this guy shot him and wounded him, and then went and st- went and stepped over him. And I want to say one article I read said that he put his he executed him. The guy's laying on the floor wounded, and he walked up and put his put his gun to his head and killed him. Mm. And they're like, "Yeah, you'd be." You're the kind of guy that we want on our uh, police reform panels. How's he even out of prison? I, I don't know. It's New York, I guess. I, hmm. I'm just like, man, what? We're going to put a cop killer and a cold-blooded one at that on a panel to reform police. So, quite honestly, to me, if New York wants to have a vaccine passport that's fine because it won't affect me because i won't have any intention of ever going to that insane state yeah i've been there a few times it's it's not a great state to visit i mean i'm sure that upstate well, new york i really don't like going to most of the states up north just because i'm sure that you know upstate new york is probably not infected kind of like you know around here is not the same as being in mm-hmm. houston yep but good grief man yeah, I, I guess the furthest north I've been is D.C., and that was a long time ago. And, yeah, I don't have any intent to go back. I'll stay down here where it's warm. And the- Five hours ago, Biden said, raising taxes will not slow the economy at all. Well, we're just asking corporate America to pay their fair share. Well, it's all about... Redistribution of wealth, man. And <clears throat> taxes, I don't, I don't know how you can say that because what's he proposing? A five percent increase? Uh, it goes from for corporate taxes, which is what I was looking at. It was going from thirty-one percent to thirty-eight or thirty-nine. I think it was thirty-eight. Ridiculous. I'm not even a corporation. That's ridiculous. And I don't own stock in one. That's ridiculous. You know, if you figure out a way in this country to make money, then you should be able to make money. And the government just funds entirely too many things mm-hmm. uh, that it, it was never designed for. Well, and they waste a lot of money, too. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. They waste tons of money. You know, our county judge used to... Uh, have conversations with people that would complain about spending though. Mm-hmm. And it's, and it was funny listening to him tell these stories cause he would know the people he was talking to. And you know, if he was talking to a veteran, he would go, well, 
I guess we could get rid of our uh, veterans office that helps people because that's not required by when they're like, whoa, 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 hang on a minute. Right. And so he would always, he always made the point that people want to complain about spending, uh, the, the spending levels that the government spends. But when you start talking about cuts, everybody's got something that they don't want cut. And I think that's just kind of indicative of how we've all become addicted and reliant on the government when we really shouldn't be, you know? Yeah, it's interesting to see all that. And I was reading an article yesterday about how a lot of the younger crowd is pushing for more government, government to be more involved in current affairs and and everything. That's ridiculous. It was an interesting, I'll have to find it again, but it was talking about how in the 80s, in the 70s, there was a push for that. Then in the 80s, everybody wanted the government out of their lives. It was talking about Bill Clinton and how in 1996, he said, hey, government, big government's over with. And it talked about how now it's being flipped back around with Biden in control. Oh, it's horrid now. So, this is the worst I've ever seen the government in my entire life. They're just... And, and, and if you go back to the Constitution, they really have limited function. Right. Yeah, I'm pretty much, you know, public goods, which are things like defense and highways, those things that you and I as individuals couldn't, you know, I couldn't afford to go, hey, I want a road from my house to my place of employment. I'm going to build it. But those public goods, public utilities, but... They don't need to. Well, I don't know. I mean, it depends, though, because you look at places like Dallas and and uh, Houston, they have toll roads that are owned by private companies. That's true. So does Oklahoma. But have you ever driven on that? Yeah. Because <laughs> the same thing with the post office. I mean, the post office, I mean, obviously FedEx and UPS can do it better. <laughs> uh, tons. Tons better. Can you send, so, can so you you send really... just a letter by FedEx? Yeah. Huh. I wonder how much it costs though, more than a stamp. I know, uh, yeah, I know overnight seven bucks. Oh, that's still not bad. I mean, for overnight. No, that's not bad at all for overnight. So, uh, I mean, and and you know, back at when the Pony Express started, which you know, that's where our mail came from, it m probably wasn't feasible for a private person to try to manage all that. But right, times change and. Mm -hmm. Well, not to mention, there's a lot, you know, I don't even, I get bills in the mail, but I get tons of junk mail. Yeah. There's better ways to, to deliver mail. And quite honestly, now that you talk, now that I think about it, changing technology, probably mm -hmm. if, if you said, hey, uh, you know, uh, Raytheon, General Dynamics, uh, BAE, we're just going to let y'all defend the country. They probably would do a better job of it of integrating weapon systems and everything than our government does. Yep. I don't know that they would pay better because that's one thing you know, I notice about private sector a lot of times <laughs> is... Well, I don't know. I mean, if some good... there all, are Although all those, those two companies you mentioned, uh, their pay is not bad. Yeah. I know if you take a... <laughs> and I've got friends that work in this field, but if you take a private correctional facility... Mm-hmm. Mm -mm. 
No. Yeah, I know they've had a lot of issues. They can do it cheaper, but I certainly don't think they can do it better. But there you go. You know, that's a that's an area that I don't think should even be allowed to be privatized when you're actually taking people and depriving them of their rights because of accusations or convictions. Mm-hmm. I don't think I don't think private corporations should be in charge of that. I think it should be a, a government agency that's directly responsible to the people. Well, I mean, what about the FAA? Look at the trouble they got into. Supposedly, this is our government. Yeah. But not. when did the FAA get in trouble? With Boeing. Mm. I mean, they basically hired out the FAA Boeing inspectors from Boeing. <laughs> right. So they inspected their own stuff as FAA inspectors. They outsourced it to the company that made the planes. That Yeah, that's probably... There should be some ethical safeguards in there that somebody somebody should have had some kind of light go off and go wait a minute Mm -hmm. well that's no different than you know the fda you can if you want to put a new additive in a food you just get somebody that you pay enough money to go well it's generally recognized as safe have you ever heard that term grass and you and you can put that additive in your food and they'll just go oh okay (laughs) rather than actually checking it out I also, speaking of our government, <laughs> you know, it's supposed to be for the people of this this country. I'm I'm pretty sure you saw this uh, saw this headline: Teachers will be sent to San Diego Convention Center to provide in person learning for migrants, while schools in same county remain closed. That's right. What do you think about that? I think we're wasting taxpayer money on non-taxpayer people. Right. That's uh, that's how backwards our our country is getting. Yep. Our our government, they're locking us down or want us to be locked down. They call us Neanderthals if we open our states. But at the same time, they're opening our country to people to come in that apparently, from what <laughs> I've been reading, have high levels of uh, positive tests with COVID. Y'all all come in. We're gonna just start scattering you around the country and and send you and in San Diego, send your kids here where you can gather in person and we'll teach them. But we'll make our citizens stay home. I'm just I'm dumbfounded by what's going on in this country right now. Yeah, it's a little bit backwards. Uh, whew, I think that might be about. That's it time. That might be about everything I've I've got the energy to talk about. All right. We don't want to talk about the ship that got freed or the backlog or all that that wild stuff. Well, the the ship was that was interesting. Um that was pretty cool. Yeah, from I read a, from a from an engineering standpoint it's pretty neat. Now I don't know what damage has been done to the ship. I'm I'm interested in seeing what reports come out of that on what, what damage it sustained. You know, the uh and I can't remember the meme exactly, but it was it was a meme about for people who think that trades don't matter, how fast global trade gets back online it depends on how fast this guy operating this digger this uh, backhoe or excavator can dig this ship out basically. Oh yeah, and I they had several of them working on a time, and I guess what I read was 
what finally actually helped him was a high tide mm-hmm. from the moon, lifting, you know, bring the water level up by a foot and a half or two feet. That's right. Pretty cool. And apparently that captain, I guess, had no, I mean, it wasn't like anybody's fault. It was a freak weather thing. And he just, yep, just got it stuck. Well, at first they were saying he was going too fast, but then a lot of other captains said, uh, you got to go faster to combat the winds. And that's, uh, man, I don't remember how long it was, but I remember it was like $10 billion a day of trade or something that went through there. Uh, it was, yeah, it, it was saying they blocked up uh, $400 million an hour worth of trade. That's crazy. So That's another example of how numbers, when you start getting to big numbers, people mm-hmm. don't really... Because when you say ten billion dollars, sorry about that, people. When you say ten billion dollars a day, I think our brains focus in on the ten, and we're like, "Ooh, that's probably bad." But when you say four hundred million an hour, yeah, you're, that's like, "Whoa, wait a minute, that's a lot of that's a lot of stinking money." Yeah, for almost seven days. Yeah, and, I mean everything's still backlogged. But what I found was interesting, and somebody did a story. Um, could have been Fox. They did a story on how we already have that backlog going on anyways in the US. If you look at LA and Long Beach piers, yeah, they typically run, you know, 24 seven, they're unloading stuff, but everything runs pretty smoothly. Um, they were showing a picture of that area from a satellite and it was showing that there's a backlog of 40 container ships waiting to be unloaded in LA and Long Beach. I wonder what's going on with that. Is it because California is locked down? It, it's because of higher demand because everybody being locked down and people spending more. Wow. And goods that that we needed that we didn't get during the lockdown that now we have to, to get and make up for. So. Before, before we end, I'll ask you this. It's kind of not political necessarily. Have you, have you noticed any... Uh, Short, not shortages necessarily. Have you noticed when you're out in public in stores that some of the items that you might have expected them to have, you know, 40 of them sitting on the shelf, they might have like five. I've noticed, and it's not any like one particular item at different stores, but I, I just seem to have noticed that the stock on, on some items is really low and it's, it's kind of weird. Yeah. And I think a lot of that has to do with it. Cause I think, I think with COVID as well, I, mean, I don't think it had anything to do with the Suez Canal. No. But I think with COVID, it really knocked our supply chains out and, and they, they were very fragile anyways. And they were very fine tuned. And then you throw a kink in that and you get all these issues. I'm, I'm, I could be wrong, but I would, I kind of think that maybe we wouldn't get a whole lot of trade in this country through the Suez Canal because, you know, most of the stuff coming from Asia is going to come across the Pacific. Well, they were saying only 25% comes in. Those are the two biggest docks on the West Coast. And we're, that's where 25% of our, our uh, foreign products come in. Um, so you're looking at a quarter of the products that come through L.A. And a lot right. of the rest of it comes through the Gulf and the East Coast. Right. And I thought, I thought, you know, maybe if you went down the uh, east coast of India and around that way and came back this direction, that stuff would have to go through there and maybe down the west coast of Africa. But 
it just seems to me that most of our stuff would go across the Pacific, but maybe it doesn't. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the. I know a lot of the oil goes through there that comes to the U.S. because yeah. a lot of it ends up in the Gulf. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know what the percentage of ships besides oil tankers that go through there end up on the East Coast or. Well, that that ever given ship that was stuck. I don't know how many containers it had on it, but I uh, had two hundred and twenty. Uh, or no, it had 22,000 containers. Yeah, I, the pictures, I looked at that, and I was like, good grief. That's just, that was mind-blowing to see how many containers were stacked on that one ship. Yeah. It's crazy. It was amazing. All right, man. I would All be right. re- I would be remiss if uh, I didn't say something about the fact that this is Good Friday. That's right. And there's a reason it's called Good Friday, and that has to do with the death and resurrection of Jesus read some <laughs> I read a thing today on uh, Twitter somebody put just a hey just your reminder that uh, dead people don't come back to life and somebody was like you're right that's why it was called a miracle you dingus and I just thought that was funny yeah but I hope everybody has a good Easter and uh, I hope you have one brother yeah you too and I guess I guess we can be done now. Do we, have any, do we have anything to talk about next week that we want to give any promises on? I, I don't know. I think uh, I think we ought to just see what happens this week. All right. If something interesting will come up. Oh my goodness! I th- maybe maybe AOC will get her ten trillion dollar wish. Maybe she'll become the the next president. Or yeah, or Pelosi's ordering the flags down. She may start ordering military troops to go into combat. There you go. All right. Well, whatever it is, we'll talk about it, and we'll see you all next week.